welcome to A Radical Guide. We have uh, our first long-distance interview that we've done for The Radical Guide, and we have Chris from the Philippines, and he's going to be here talking with us about what's happening in the Philippines, talk about the info shop that he works on and what is happening in the Philippines with everyone. So welcome. Hello, Chris. Hey. hey. Hello. To all our uh, listener, I'm Chris uh, from Ethnico Bandido Info Shop, located in uh, east of Manila, Philippines. Manila is the capital of the Philippines with a uh, 30 million population. It's very crowded. And we live uh, in a uh, urban. So we work uh, in the info shop. Uh, this is our home. At the same time, a social political space. Uh, we conduct uh, different uh, workshops here, and uh, we also host uh, film screening. We invite people to have a meeting here or make a discussion, theory discussion. So most of the time, uh, we do activities in, in to, to introduce different activities to communities around, especially for kids. They're the one who are willing to uh, engage because it's, uh, it's an info shop uh, thing here in the Philippines, very new. Uh, they are not really used to with this kind of space or autonomous space. So, yeah, that's the background of the info shops here. Excellent. So you say you do workshops and you, you bring kids uh, in to do the workshops. Um, uh, can you talk about why is it important for you to do this with kids and, and kind of talk about the uh, the autonomous spaces with the children? Uh, the main reason for this is the people don't have this kind of activities anymore. Uh, the the uh, people used to uh, consume, used to uh, pay for things that they want to have. So we are trying to do things here for free so they can see that there are still uh, things that uh, we call it a uh, culture of sharing. Mm -hmm. So everything that we do here is uh, is an act uh, to promote culture of sharing and to create a community, a, a different kind of community that, that are not based on uh, capitalist or consumerist capitalist lifestyle. So this is uh, one of the main reasons why we are trying to make an alternative uh, kind of engagement with the uh, marginalized communities. Mm -hmm. Great. So, and in terms of the workshops, so the workshops are teaching skills or just kind of building community? Can you talk about what type of workshops you offer? Uh, different kind. Before we, we in uh, older or teenage uh, Teenager, we we do public speaking or uh, call that. Also, solar power workshop. Uh, we do we share basic information about solar power on much older people. On the kids, we do uh, we invite people who who can uh, teach art for the kids. Uh, Writing workshop, uh, making zine. So this is some of the kind of workshop that uh, we share here. Yeah. Mm. 
Nice. So you, you you talk about teaching the kids how to make a zine and stuff, but I know that the yeah. Info Shop also does other book publishing and stuff. What other yes. kind of materials have you published? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Info Shop also are into publishing and distribution of different kind of literature, mostly anarchist literature. Uh, we one of the zine that we publish is a translated version of uh, Alexander Berkman. Uh, Anarchist communism, but uh, some chapters of uh, of the book we translated in, into Tagalog, so uh, uh, people can uh, easily understand wa- what is the the what do you call that the content of the the book. So we translated in Tagalog and publish it through Zine format. Uh, another is uh, we publish um, two Zine related to war on drugs. The title is Manlaban. Or the, in English, resist to resist. So two uh, zin uh, for uh, propaganda against this uh, war on drugs that that is happening in the Philippines, uh, instigated by the state. Another zin that we publish is a mindset breaker zin. It's a collaborative zin. The content is uh, about. Uh, environmental uh, analysis and also an interview with the uh, working groups uh, working co- groups in uh, triumph workers who uh, make a strike here in the Philippines and try to uh, ask for a compensation and another z- uh, book we publish a book uh, we call it uh, anarcha feminists in the Philippines so this some of the and also Gasera, Gasera Journal. Uh, it, we publish it also. It's about uh, anarchist history in the Philippines. So this some of the local uh, literature that we publish in the Info Shop. Very nice. And so you're based in Manila, but it sounds like yeah. your, your reach and your focus is is bigger than just the, the local area. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are we are trying. Yeah. So, um, on, on your listing on the Radical Guide, where people can learn more about, you shared three videos, and one of those videos is mutual aid in the Philippines. Can you kind of give background on what that video is about and why it's important to show that uh, analysis mm. that, that the video? Ah, shows? okay. So, mutual aid in the Philippines happened. When uh, Typhoon Yolanda or Typhoon Haiyan hit the Visayas region in 2013, it's, this is the very strong typhoon happened in the Philippines, in the history of the Philippines. So when we hear the news about this uh, tragedy, we are, me and my friends are thinking what, what kind of help we can give because uh, they already had a lot of uh, support uh, from other people like uh, uh, foods, water, and basic necessities, clothes, shelter. So we're we think that maybe we can uh, uh, share other things also that we are we are promoting. Uh, that's why we come up with uh, we can share electricity, free electricity. So we we bring our uh, solar power equipment to the area, well, but the the area is a uh, 30 hours ride from Manila. 
So it's a uh, spontaneous uh, when we uh, had this uh, idea. We as our friend from international, if they can help us to uh, initiate these uh, activities in the in the region, because we have the equipment, we, but but we need to add more equipment to uh, uh, share uh, electricity in, in one area in the typhoon affected communities. So we went there. Uh, first is four of us. Uh, we bring. We also bring. Uh, relief uh, goods like uh, grocery uh, rice but we are focused on the uh, electricity and communication device because uh, most of the people there uh, they don't know uh, what they don't have a communication because they don't have a uh, electricity and also the satellite uh, are also down but they have some uh, signals, but they want to charge their phone, uh, but they, they, there's no electricity. There is some people who give electricity uh, for charging, but they need to pay. They use a generator, but they need to buy a diesel for, for the generator to, uh, to run. So we decided to bring our solar power because it's free. So yeah, that's uh, the first thing that we do. We ask people where we can camp on the area and ask some families there if they can stay there for more than three weeks so, to set up our equipment. So for us, it's uh, very new. It's, a, it's our first... Uh, uh, initiative that we made a response in this kind of uh, natural catastrophe. But we made uh, a lot of uh, learnings from it. And when we came there, they think that we are from church or NGO or government. We told them directly that uh, we are not from this institution. We are just people like them. We, I am a tricycle boy. Uh, our friend is. Uh, we are marginalized also. We want to uh, present this kind of help that we are not a uh, big thing. Uh, we were trying. We're trying to uh, tell them that uh, the mutual aid can happen. In even though you don't have, uh, even though you are also marginalized. Even though you are not part of an organization, even though you are not part of a church, uh, mutual aid or helping uh, or making a solidarity with people, it's a natural thing. So we explain it to them that uh, we are not part of this organization. We are just uh, friends, and show them that uh, we we can build, we can make this thing happen if we help each other, if we have this kind of mutual aid. So. In this uh, thing, uh, some teachers understand, the local teachers in the area understand uh, uh, what we are saying. So after a couple of days that we are there, the teachers uh, wear black because we always wear black on the area. The teachers also wear black uh, in, in solidarity with us. Nice.
because uh, we they they we gave us uh, um, solidarity with them and they bring uh, they make uh, sympathy they get uh, we get a sympathy from them also uh, so in in their response they also were black <laughs> so that's one one of the thing that we also experienced. Another thing is very mem- uh, memorable for me uh, and very heartwarming that uh, we feel there. There's a family there that uh, they they don't have food because they relief uh, not really every day. So they have uh, difficulties trying to get food. But suddenly, while we are already packing all our things, uh, uh, a kid came and they bring food for us, even though they don't have enough to eat. Oh. So this is a natural thing of, 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 of people that uh, the, they, they share. Uh, they, even though they know that uh, they don't have enough food for the next days, mm-hmm. but they share. So this kind of uh, experience is uh, important to us. The, the mutual aid is natural. So yeah, that's how. And also we made an interview on the area, uh, make a documentation. We really see the how corruption works in the Philippines, in the Philippine government. Because uh, many relief goods are not... Uh, available on the area even though there's a lot of international support uh, millions of pesos or dollars uh, arrive in the Philippines, in the Philippine government but in the area that we uh, engage we don't feel the, this relief operation or the, this, uh, this response of the, from the Philippine government. We, we have the videos and you, sh- you see the videos that uh, a, a helicopter coming, they just bring four sacks of uh, goods for, uh, I think, uh, how many commu- how many families, uh, 12,000 families or less than 12,000 families of four sacks of goods. It's not enough. Uh, so that's why people are really grabbing things and even even your kids, they will push you because it's not enough. Eh? The people will uh, uh, go first to get these uh, goods. So the the distribution of uh, relief are not organized. Uh, the the how the government distribute their effort is not organized. People are fighting from the ground. So this is what I we see also. And yeah, in the barangay level, in the municipal level, there's no immediate uh, reaction from them uh, after this. So yeah, that's uh, what we see. Yeah, it's it's interesting to, to hear you say when you first uh, went to the location that they were thinking you were part of an NGO or some or mm. another a charity group. Were were they concerned that? Um, if you were part of a NGO, that there would be more mistrust, um, or do they was do you feel that they, it just wasn't a an understanding that people would show up to offer help without being a charity? Uh, 
I think uh, why they ask this because uh, because they always thought that people who organize this kind of stuff are coming from an organization or funded by an, a certain institution. So that's their uh, mindset already. And we try to break it, but uh, we're not like that. Because maybe I don't know uh, why, why they ask us like that, but mainly this the thing that uh, for them, people who uh, give support from local communities are coming from the NGOs, churches, or government. Mm. It sounds like from, from your experience that you really kind of broke down that, that division and um, really started developing a connection and, and, and friendship and, and almost mm. a family within that. Um, hearing that the teachers, you know, wearing black and then mm. uh, the, the, the other children and other families coming out and giving food mm. um, created such a strong connection. Do you still stay in contact with them? Do you still work with those, those communities or um, since that time? Uh, after that, uh, our initiative, uh, after a year, we still communicating with them uh, until 2014. But now we are not in connect connection with them. But uh, if we visit them, they will uh, recognize us easily and they will welcome us, uh, I think. So what is the... the, um, the I guess the response to, because when I watch your videos from the video that you posted on the site, um, on the streets where you're, you're actually making bubble makers for the children and giving away, uh, giving away clothing and, and books or whatever people need. How does, um, the general public relate to kind of that, that way of relating to each other? And maybe how do they relate to, you know the the idea of anarchy mm -hmm. and mutual aid is that do you find that to be a barrier or people are open to to that? Uh, yeah, uh, the general public will see us a weird people. Uh, that's the it's uh we understand that, but some of them understand why we are doing these things. We on that video on that event. There's uh, there's an, another experience that uh, you will see that the people are also concerned with it with each other. There's a, a mother and his child uh, buying a pizza near on the free market that we are doing. So they ask a friend uh, if if the stuffs are for for sale or for free. So my friend said that uh, it's free. So they take some clothes and some CDs. And after that, she buy a pizza for us. So it's a positive thing, even though it's a, she's the one who made, only one individual made this kind of thing. We don't know, we don't know her, but uh, she made this thing for us. Because she feel that we are also giving uh, share things also with the people. And also, uh, a friend interviewed some uh, bystanders in the community. For them, it's positive. But we cannot uh, uh, ask people to take us uh, seriously. But some of them will uh, engage or will think positively on this kind of uh, airport. Mm 
uh, this kind of activity is uh, for for us is uh, to break the mindset, to to break the reality, because the reality here is uh, to work or taking care of your family, uh, go to school, a typical reality. So to disrupt this kind of reality, we are making this kind of activity in front of them. We are not doing uh, illegal stuff. Mm-hmm. We are just sharing music, sharing information, sharing goods. This kind of uh, event is very mind-blowing for them. It creates questions for, for, from, for, from their minds. For, for us, it's enough. Uh, to, pe- to for the people to become became critical again what is happening because while we are doing this kind of uh, activity we have uh, flyers our statement we we give it to the people because they so they have there's an explanation why we are doing this thing so it's also a thing of propaganda that uh, we are sharing but our propaganda is on action not only by words. So, on this kind of uh, event, we will make friends. We make connection with other people that we don't know. But some, but some are not really the the question. Are the are the sincerity of our action? But it's part of the uh, reality. People really. Uh, sometimes don't uh, believe on what you are doing, but some people also uh, may take it positive. So we 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 engage more uh, on the people who are taking us positively. So that's why we all still do this yeah. in the community level. Yeah, that's great. And mm-hmm. what I'm finding. Why I ask the question is like, how's the the public respond to it? Is because what when I hear you speak about it, even when you were talking about uh, the typhoon and the info shop, it's like, you know, we, you and I may be so far apart geographically. You know, I'm here in mm. California, you're in yeah. Manila, but our our work and and our focus and and our mm. desire to to build that community, build that family. Uh, is the same and i and i think it's the same yeah it's and i think that's it's amazing so hearing you share this story really helps me um relate to you even though this is the first time we've actually met and um and now we can i i feel we can we can support each other and and build on what we're doing and and share share that resources and and actually extend that work so yeah yeah it's uh for us uh, there's a necessity uh, on anarchist practices or this kind of culture sharing thing to be promoted mm-hmm. in, in in the example here uh, that uh, most of the people don't have enough resources or most of the people are not privileged to have something uh, so for us we if we have a chance and we have a time based on our capacity we do this thing uh, as not o- only as a charity. We do this thing because we want to create uh, another world. So, for to, to promote this kind of world, you need to do it now. 
so we need to gradually process it now and present it to the people. And people will uh, uh, learn. And for me, I, I'm, uh, I'm hoping and I'm optimistic on, on this kind of, uh, uh, what do you call that, uh, to do this is uh, people will learn, uh, will uh, make questions, question the state, will will question the reality. Uh, they will question their consumerist lifestyle. If we do this kind of stuff, and we do this example, we do this in the communities because it's more practical practical for us. We cannot always do that. To go to another place like we do in uh, uh, Leyte, that 30 hours drive, it's not practical for us. Yeah. So, and we don't have enough uh, uh, resources to do to always do that. So, we in the info shop, if you have the info shop, if you have the space, or not not only info shop, if you if the people are willing uh, to give their space for free to do this kind of stuff on their community, it's, it's okay. Uh, if there's a packet of uh, initiative like this in different community, it, it will become a reality. Mm-hmm. So this kind of mutual aid thing and solidarity will work. People need to do it, mm, I think. I, I absolutely agree. And I think... Mm-hmm. Uh, Recently, uh, to to support what you're saying is kind of get the, the propaganda out there. You kind of get people together to mm. to take this out even further. You, mm. you just you just hosted a, a conference, um, uh, autonomous conference. Can you speak about that and what what that was about? Ah, uh, the autonomous and impossible conference mm-hmm. that I think happened also in 2013 or 2014. It's an idea of. Uh, because before, in 2000, the early 2000, 2003, 2007, there are only one or two autonomous spaces in the Philippines. One in Manila and one in Dabao. But in 2010, it started to grow. And in 2014, we are, I think, 11 or 13 autonomous spaces. So we decided to meet, it, meet each other. But we already knew these people, this part of the network since before. Uh, because there's a network called Local Autonomous Network that was uh, created in early 2000. And it continued by the people and new people. And yeah, and they have their own autonomous spaces already. So we decided maybe we can meet for three days in a conference, share experience how how they run the space, what kind of uh, activities they, they have, what struggles they, they experience. Uh, in, because most of the spaces are in the community, in the marginalized communities, eh? not, in, not in the gated communities or subdivision or elite uh, uh, location. Most of the autonomous spaces are in uh, marginalized communities, in the public, uh, in the public, so we we talk we talk this in in three days and we 
try to uh, continue it uh, and there's a lot of plans happen on, on that event uh, there's a facilitator uh, that we invite for us to in somehow for for formal formally organize the the event uh, we invite a facilitator who make an uh, appreciative inquiry uh, workshop uh, for the whole uh, conference and yeah we did this uh, most of the uh, the discussion that we have is uh, how we will sustain it how how the network will continue engage in the network what other things that we can still do uh, aside from running an info shop so these are some of the questions that uh, we engage and we talk uh, it's supposed to be there's a, a written document for this but uh, I don't know what happened uh, people are tired to, to write something that's why uh, a friend make a video on it so this conference will never happen without the solidarity of the international anarchist community. Because uh, we are from different parts of the Philippines. Eh? So for us to get together, there's a lot of logistics uh, to consider. And for us, based on our capacity, we, we don't have enough uh, uh, fundings for this. So we decided to ask our friends from international anarchist communities and write them uh, our objective, our purpose, and the concept of the conference. They, they help us. So it happened. Nice. Are you planning on to do more of these conferences? Moving uh, forward? We, are, we are hoping to, uh, if, if, if it's a, there's a, an urgency to really uh, get this, uh, get have this kind of conference again. Yeah, great. So now for more of a, a personal question, um, I guess uh, before we jump into it, if you consider yourself an anarchist, what brought, what was the, how did you find that path? How did you get discovered? Um, mm. um, um, in the punk, in the punk scene. Okay. I'm in, uh, I'm, I'm involved in the punk community or in the scene uh, until now. So, and we live in the countryside. Uh, and some punk bands uh, went on our place, and they are the one who introduced uh, anarchism. Another thing, I have a friend, a childhood friend before, who went to our place also and discussed anarchism at that time so on my part I, i'm i'm into political thing already but i i don't know where i need to go because uh, uh i try to member in a political organization left-wing political organization here but the treatment for me because i'm young i i'm just uh, i don't have uh uh, I'm not free to make an opinion or to be part of a discussion. So anarchism, uh, I take the anarchism because it suits 
for me because uh, it's free. Uh, I can uh, org- organize things on my own or I can express my thought on, on my friends compared to an, a left-wing organization. So, yeah, in, in the punk scene, I studied, I have a self-study, I visit friends who have uh, literature or anarchist literature because uh, at that time 2005-2004 uh, anarchist literature is uh, hard to get uh, even though it's already an inter- internet age uh, we, we having a hard time to get a hard copy of uh, anarchist literature so I need to search for people who are studying or also into this kind of uh, idea. So I went to Dabao in south of uh, south of the Philippines. I went to different places to get this information uh, on my own to study uh, to yeah to learn more about anarchism. And from that, in 2006, because I already collected a lot of, a lot of uh, literature. I decided that I asked my collective before in our can in a in a province in the countryside. Maybe we can start an info shop in 2006. So we decided to create an info shop uh, in 2006. The first info shop that I, I'm involved with a collective uh, with seven members. So that that's what happened. It started there. Nice. Thanks for sharing. Uh. And how did the name come about for the info shop? Uh, it's a collective name. Uh, Pinagkaisahan Kolektiba. Pinagkaisahan in Tagalog, in English, uh, United Collective. So it translate, you're saying it translates to United Collective? Uh, uh, Pinagkaisahan Kolektiba, in English, United Collective. Okay. So that's the, it's already lasted for three months that uh, space uh, in Bulacan area. Mm-hmm. And so this the this info shop, you're, you're saying the collective only lasted that, that space? Uh, or uh, the... uh, even the collective uh, lasted for that month. Okay. And are, and are you you're part of a collective now? Or a different collective or? Uh, no, no. Uh, we are collective already with my partner. Okay. And how is your partner? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, She's she's sleeping, but uh, she are now uh, taking a uh, medication, uh, but still under observation on her cyst mm-hmm. on the left uh, ovary. So maybe in six to eight months, uh, she will undergo different uh, examination or laboratory to to see if the cyst will uh, shrink or will gone. If not, it will she will take an operation. So, still under observation. Glad that she was uh, is seeming better. And um, just for the listeners who don't know, uh, you ran a, a fundraising, uh, yeah, 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 a GoFundMe page because uh, this medical condition came up and uh, it was going to be expensive. And we also shared mm-hmm. shared that information on a radical guide. And so, I was happy that the community came around to, to help yeah. support. Yeah, we we feel the we are overwhelmed with the support and the solidarity that we got from uh, international community, our friends from 
different places. We we be, we are very thankful that we are in this kind of network. <laughs> that uh, because we don't have, we, we cannot uh, ask our family to help us because they don't also have uh, 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 enough. It's not also enough. But if you have in this kind of uh, network, uh, it's much easier uh, for us to, if they ha- if we have this kind of uh, situation. Mm-hmm. And we feel this and we we experience. Uh, we are overwhelmed and we are very thankful to all the support that we got. Also from uh, Radical Guide, from you, Jason, from, from our friends from Japan and Europe and U.S., we are thankful for, for them that uh, in this kind of hard um, uh, situation, uh, even though these people are too far from us, and it's easy to to get the help from them, mm-hmm. and we are thankful for that. Uh, we, I don't know what words we, uh, we can I can say. Just uh, thank you. Yeah. That's good. Mm. <laughs> Anything else that you want to add that you're working on? What's what's moving forward? What, uh, or is there mm-hmm. an issue or project that you're focusing on now that you're trying to put out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. Uh, last time we discussed a new project uh, with some friends. We we, we want to create a um, uh, radio program, or uh, but we will use uh, Facebook live feed. Uh, uh, live feed uh, what do you call that we will present the program on live feed on Facebook we will create a page and the, the concept of the program that uh, the project that we will do we will discuss some issues local issues here like uh, today or maybe tomorrow night uh, the first pilot episode of our program we will talk about uh, labor issue because it's a uh, May May one, but the idea is we are drinking. Uh, we are drinking. It's not a formal uh, program. We are drinking while we are discussing this uh, topic, and with live uh, live on uh, Facebook. So that's the project we are trying to create. It's a it, it's an informative. Uh, project, but with a twist. Uh, like uh, we are trying to show how the drinking session in the Philippines or in other parts of the world happen. They discuss matters. They, deca- they discuss things while they're drinking. Uh, what we will do is just to uh, uh, record it and uh, show it on our page. So, yeah, we will talk about a labor issue, uh, uh, the pairs episode. And also, we're still uh, uh, on the campaign against uh, war on drugs. Uh, we're trying to uh, create a documentary film. It's uh, We already have a draft uh, start. Uh, we already started the film. But because of logistics things, uh, we stop and also the resource person that we want to invite or to interview to be part of the film is still busy. So uh, we are, I'm, I'm busy on that, to, on this documentary against war on drugs also. 
the documentary film is uh, we will try to present different uh, perspective coming from different personalities like drug drug user uh, people who sell drugs uh, people who a uh, victim of uh, or families who uh, their family member got killed because of this uh, war on drugs we will invite uh, resource pe- resource speaker who are psychologists or psychiatrists who different perspective on war on drugs we will also invite uh, state people who run rehabilitation and also we will invite a human rights organization so uh, we will uh, try to collect it all in one film hopefully we can make it so that's one project where that's still ongoing um, also I want to share the anti-development uh, campaign uh, that the, the name of the campaign is uh, not to development aggression that is happening in the central uh, Luzon it's a uh, north of the Philippines <coughs> in and central Luzon because uh, at this moment there's uh, a lot of uh, government proposed government project in the area uh, the government wants to create a new Clark City a new city in the area and a military complex uh, another project is uh, they want to make a dam. They call the mega da- uh, uh, balog balog mega dam project. So these three projects are proposed project by the government in in the area of Central Luzon. Uh, the affected uh, municipalities or uh, provinces in in the area are Sambales, Tarlac, uh, Pampanga. Uh, these three provinces will be affected, and there are many indigenous communities on this area, Aita, Aita and Domagat uh, tribal communities, who will lose their land if this proposed project will happen in the future. So, in in one area, there will there's uh, seven thousand families will uh, lose their land if their uh, uh, this project will happen in the because the military complex will uh, put on their ancestral land. So I want to share this and maybe in the future really uh, focus and continue our support with the NOTO development aggression campaign on this area. So yeah, that's some, some, some of the things that uh, we are thinking to make in the future. Also, my girlfriend will uh, still continuing uh, do a workshop about uh, uh, DIY eco menstrual pad to marginalized community. So we're also planning this to still do in the future. Very nice. If there's anything, and from your your drinking political panel show to uh, uh. to the the campaign of protecting indigenous communities, um, if there's anything that I can do. To help out, help promote. Um, let's be in conversation about that. Um. Yeah, but uh, we are also, we are really trying to promote this program. But the program are in Tagalog language. We are we are speaking in Tagalog, so I don't know if it's a 
the the audience what we are trying to reach is the the local people here mm-hmm. but uh, we are thinking how how, how we will uh, record on uh, on in live stream we are still uh, searching how we not not to use always facebook so we're thinking other platform uh, maybe you can help us there yeah let's talk about that i'll i'll share some stuff with you Okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, also, uh, speaking of sharing, you mentioned that you wanted uh, some books on the Zapatistas. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a book that I'm thinking about sending you, but I want to talk to you first about It's, it's called Anarchism in Latin America. Um, mm. And it kind of talks about all Zapatistas is, is focused, but it's also talked about... Um, all the other areas. Is that something you're interested in, or do you want specifically Zapatista? Uh, I'm really uh, interested with the Latin American social movement, okay, uh, including the Zapatistas. Mm. What's a general, uh, general? Uh, no. What what's happening in any literature that uh, we can learn from uh, from Latin American social movement? And yeah, Zapatista also because they are also our inspiration here. We have, uh, I think, we, uh, Latin America and Philippines had a diff, the, the same geographical in, in geographical context, and in we, we still have indigenous communities here. We still have land to protect. We still have uh, resources to defend. But yeah, mainly. Uh, the political uh, ideas that are promoted here are not the same with the social movement in Latin America. Eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, based on what we read, social movement in Latin America, like Zapatista uh, or other, like in Argentina, they they are near to anarchism already. For, for what we, what I think. But here, the social movement here are still authoritarian Marxists, Maoists, Leninists. They are the one who are um, getting uh, members or m- many. I look at what you call that. They are more organized. They are more. Uh, uh, there are many groups uh, who are part of these uh, ideas. And they are penetrating in indigenous communities in the Philippines who have also a struggle against uh, military or state or corporation. And for us, uh, if we have this kind of uh, information from Latin American social movement or indigenous communities in Mapuche tribe in Brazil or uh, in, in Chile or in Mexico, we we can also share with this with uh, indigenous communities also, so they have other alternative how to deal with their uh, problem, the uh, other than uh, uh, relying on these political blocks who are authoritarian also the, the same thing like uh, state. So yeah, we we are very critical with the uh, social movement here. And because of uh, being critical uh, against the uh, authoritarian Marxist Maoist uh, group here, they uh, call our 
uh, action uh, counter revolutionary so for them we are counter revolutionary <laughs> so but we don't care yeah. <laughs> so yeah this a uh, hard part here in the Philippines we we are we are in enemy with the state with the corporation with the organized organized charges here we are also in enemy with authoritarian progressive political blocks here like Maoist Marxist and Leninist mm -hmm. so the, for them we are enemy and we think the same way yeah <laughs> yeah we, we had a lot of uh, uh, experience with them uh, this group they are very strong uh, they have many uh, networks in archipelago in the Philippines because they're very organized since 1970s they have they have their arm arm wing the new new people's army mm -hmm. they have a, a front organization in in the what you call that uh, like uh, in different sector like working sector uh, environmental sector urban poor sector farmer sector they they have they organize this they have an organization for this and they are also in the congress they are politician also so their network and their structure are very uh, organized. Yeah, you sound pretty entrenched. So you have a lot to go against. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and we are few. <laughs> yeah. But we've always uh, seen the few always <laughs> comes. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping for that. So <laughs> this, we want to, we want this kind of information to be here and also in the. In Philippines, also Rojaba. I'm also inspired with Rojaba. If you have some information about Rojaba, yeah, yeah. Um, no, thanks for for sharing that because that helps me take a deeper look at what 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 you um, were seeking. So I could I'll provide some of that stuff too. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's good. Um, well, I know it's early morning for you, and I, I don't want to take up your entire morning. So. Um, I wanted to thank you for spending this morning with us talking about the work that you um, are, are engaged with and sharing the videos and being on a radical guide. And let's let's stay stay in contact and let's you know support each other how we can. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Also, thank you. How uh, I will uh, listen with this uh, conversation. You you will uh, publish it on. Absolutely. I will put it on a radical guide as a blog post and then I'll have, uh, I'll have a link from your listing on a radical guide to this video. And then uh, okay. once it's up, I'll send you everything so you can you can see it. Uh, OK, so I can also share it here. Absolutely. All right. And, and different uh, are also other friends. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for this opportunity. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in rebellion, in continuous rebellion. And continuous rebellion. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh.